Well, praise the Lord. Once again, this is Pastor Jerry coming to you wherever you're at. Praise God. It's always an honor and a privilege to bring the Word of God to you. I'm always grateful, praise God, to uh, know we got folks out there listening and connecting with us. Praise God. Some of you, of course, uh, by podcast. Some of you Vimeo, praise God. We Roku. I mean, it's amazing uh, how many different uh, ways there is to uh, get the message out. Praise God. So we're just grateful. We're grateful for uh, you uh, connecting with us, joining with us again. Like I've said, most, most, or at least quite a few weeks anyway, uh, uh, connect with us. Let us know what's happening. Amen. Let us know what's going on. Give us some testimony or maybe a, a prayer request, whatever. Praise God. We just love to hear from you. Anyway, today we're going to jump into the book of Acts. Praise God. It's kind of like our, our Sunday service here. So I'm going to talk about expecting the unusual today. Praise God. Expecting the unusual. Amen. So uh, anyway, Acts chapter 19 is where we're going to go today. Acts chapter 19. And we're going to pick up with, um, uh, with Paul, uh, or at least the, the little bit of story here is about Paul. And of course, Paul has been really uh, going after it, preaching the gospel everywhere and signs and wonders and miracles happening. And He's gone through Ephesus and everywhere, and he's just been going after it. And the, the verse 11 is where I'm going to kind of jump in here. Uh, Acts 19, 11 says, Now God worked unusual miracles by the hand of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought uh, from his body to the sick, and the disease, diseases left them, and evil spirits went out of them. So now obviously they had laid handkerchiefs or aprons or something upon him as while he was ministering and things. And then they would take those fabrics and they'd go and they'd, you know, minister to the sick somewhere else or even to the demon possessed, it even says here. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, unusual miracles. Amen. So, you know, God uh, wants us to expect the unusual miracle. So what does that mean? Okay, well, let's look it up. And unusual just means extraordinary. That means unique. It means unfamiliar or uncommon, unconventional. That's that's a pretty big word there. It also refers to things like rare effects. Okay, uh, now you think about this. Um, you know, really, when you start meditating on the word and you kind of think about all the signs, wonders, and miracles and the things that happen. I mean, let's face it. I mean, pretty much everything was pretty unusual. You know what I mean? When you think about things like uh, the virgin birth, all the way to the resurrection. I mean, that's pretty unusual, all right? This isn't something that happens or had happened up to that point, you know? And uh, you think of stuff like, uh, you know, a man, you know, Jesus walking on water or commanding the, the sea to be calm, to be still, you know? And, it, and, it, and it, the weather, everything shifts and changes because of a man speaking words of faith, amen? You think about things about feeding of the 5,000, or the raising of the dead. Uh, there's just nothing about that that's what you would call ordinary or normal. Amen. It's unusual, praise God. Now, uh, the hope is that one day you get to the place where the unusuals happen so much that it becomes kind of ordinary or becomes uh, a usual thing for you. Uh, but in all honesty, it is an unusual miracle. You know, I think about, um, you know, even um, Jesus uh, sending Peter to go fishing. Uh, you know, to pull up in the first fish, open its mouth, and there's going to be the money you need to pay pay the tax. And, uh, you know, and telling the boys as they're out there on the boat, you know, to throw the nets out, you know, on the one side. And when they did, they pull in this, uh, you know, this net-breaking boat sinking load of fish, uh, even though they were out there toiling all night long. I mean, we'll just think about the things that God will do. Amen. Hallelujah. If you just... Let God lead. Let God show you things. Let God uh, stir you up. Praise God. And today I'm just going to talk about, you know, believing for that, okay, or expecting that in your life. Amen. So with that said, let's go to now uh, to, let's go to Mark. Let's go to Mark. That's where we'll go. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. I think that's a good place to go. I kind of enjoy this, this, uh, this story, of course, what we got in context is a, a gentleman has showed up uh, uh, to have uh, Jesus uh, minister to his son who has, uh, is having seizures 
uh, ep epileptic seizures, actually. And um, when he gets there, of course, Jesus at the moment isn't at there. And so he, he has uh, Jesus' disciples pray for him. And of course, something didn't happen like, like he wanted it. So we're going to kind of... Um, kind of come in right about there, you know, Jesus now shows up. And so now uh, the gentleman is trying to explain to Jesus what's going on about his son. And he makes a comment and I'm just going to kind of for sake of time, verse 21 of chapter nine said this. So he asked his father, in other words, Jesus asked the father of the boy, how long has he, has he been, uh, how long has this been happening to him? And he said from childhood. So obviously a long time. Now it's, it's pretty, um, you know, when you think about what Jesus asks and, and, and the things that he says, you know, each word's pretty crucial, you know, when you stop to think about it. I mean, there's a reason he asks the question. There's a reason he says things. Uh, there's a reason he does things the way he does things. You know, the word says, uh, and actually Jesus himself said, you know, I don't do anything unless I see the Father do it. I don't say anything unless I hear the Father say it. And, and that's just kind of how he led his life. So here he is asking the Father, how long has this been happening? Now, of course, he said from childhood, which means that this has been going on for a while. Okay. And, and the reason that's important is because, you know, not only uh, for those around there listening, but it's kind of letting you know the magnitude of this thing that's going on in this family. All right. So verse 22 now says, and often he has thrown him both into the fire. Now, this is the father talking about a son. You know, is this this seizure when he goes into seizures, how uh, often it throws him both into the fire, into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, he asked the question to Jesus, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. I think uh, something as I was last couple times I've read that that's something that's kind of jumped out at me. He says, uh, you know, uh, have compassion on us, help us. He's saying, you know, the boy's the one that's got, you know, having the seizures. But see, he's letting it be known that this has been going on for a while. Okay, this has affected our family. Our family is, you know, this is something that's been going on that creates, uh, you know, creates a pressure in our household that's been, that's been here a while. And so you can kind of see now the magnitude of this, at least uh, from the, the perspective of the father, okay, about uh, this is something that's been going on for a while. We all need help here. Okay, we, 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 us, he says, us, help us, okay, help my family here, okay, not just the boy, but help us, we all need help here, okay, so uh, Jesus bring, then brings this up, he says, if you can believe, see, he looked at Jesus and said, if you can help us, but Jesus said, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, no, wait. we got to shift this a little bit, if you can believe. If you can believe, he said, if we want to change this, I got to get you to believe something different. If you can believe all things, I love this. All things are possible, amen, to him who believes. Now, what's this word believe? Okay, uh, the Greek word for believe is, is pisteo, which comes, it's, it's uh, out of the root pistis, okay, which is that word for faith. Okay, so the word belief now it means, you know, to have faith in or to entrust or have trust in. But it also means a sense of assurance, reliance, or confidence. Uh, but I also like this, a conviction, okay, which is kind of a, a key word. Or maybe a great expectation even kind of fits in this thing. Since we're kind of talking about, an, you know, expecting the unusual. He's saying here all things are possible. See, the unusual is possible. There's a lot of things that you might be dealing with, things that you're going through, that really, you know, uh, you know, it would be an unusual miracle or unusual breakthrough for that to happen in your household. Well, you know, Jesus, in a sense, has given us permission to believe for the impossible, to believe that all things are possible, to believe for uh, uh, the unusual, amen, hallelujah, to happen. He's given you permission to believe for it, but he says you have to believe. See, he's talking to the father. The father's letting it be known. Listen, we all need help here. And he said, if you can do something, he said, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The, I, the, the point is, is not so much that he's saying that, that, you know, if I can do something, it's about what you can believe. Because see, nothing's impossible if we can get you to believe it. If we can get you to think right. Amen. The word um, impossible, at least for uh, a dictionary uh, definition for impossible, 
It's talking about that which is thought to be not possible or, or seen as uh, improbable or whatever, okay? So it's based on how you think or how you see things, all right? So what he's trying to do here, he said, listen, I got to get you, Dad, to think different, all right? I got to get you to believe that this thing here, even though it looks impossible to you, I have to get you to believe that it is possible. And if I can get you to believe that it is possible, then this unusual miracle will manifest on your behalf and not only help the boy, but help you all. Okay, maybe that's a little Southern talk there, but you know, you get the point. So the idea, and this is kind of what jumped at me a little bit with this story the last couple of times I've read it, is that if you can believe, okay, then it will help us. In other words, if you can believe you believing isn't just going to change your life. It's going to change the life of those around you. So I'm just trying to put a little more of an emphasis on what you're expecting, what you're believing for, okay? What you're trusting in, all right? I hope you're hearing that, all right? So what happens? Of course, we know, praise God, the Father changes his way of thinking. Amen. He says, now I believe, you know, and as a result of it, he gets a breakthrough, right? The boy gets made well, amen. Now you think about all the miracles, right? When you stop thinking about, start thinking about all the, the breakthroughs and things that happen. I think about things like, uh, you know, even in the old covenant, how many miracles happen, okay? Uh, you think about uh, stuff like uh, um, uh, Daniel in the lion's den, okay? Uh, Daniel put his faith in God, okay? And got an unusual miracle for an unusual deliverance. Amen. We think even in the same book of Daniel, we see the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen. Where they're delivered from the fiery furnace because, amen, of an of a unusual miracle that manifested. Amen. Why? Because they put their trust in God. They put their confidence in God. They believed in God. Daniel believed in God. Amen. And as a result of it, praise God, they got an unusual miracle, amen, to deliver them, praise God, in an unusual way. When you think about the fiery furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I mean, talk about an unusual miracle. Amen. I mean, you're talking about, man, they, he said, they said, uh, we're not going to bow to your God, King. We're not bowing. And whether you throw us in that fire or not, it's irrelevant. Uh, we put our trust in God and we only bow to God. Amen. They made it pretty clear. Well, of course, King throws them in there. You know the story. Praise God. And, you know, before it was over with, man, he's calling them back out of the fire. Praise God. And the word said they didn't even smell like smoke. I mean, man, we're talking about a fiery furnace that was heated up. Praise God. That even the people that threw them in there died uh, because they got too close to it. I mean, it's just unusual miracles. Amen. And the word is filled with unusual miracles because of a people that believed, amen, in God. Amen. They didn't put their confidence in anything else. Amen. Now, let's, let's look at that. With that said, let's go to the book of Luke. Okay, Luke. Hallelujah. Just trying in a way, maybe kind of coming at this in a way to just kind of uh, maybe stir you up a little bit concerning believing for the impossible or believing for the unusual or expecting or expectation, maybe a way of saying it, uh, for the unusual miracles, praise God, amen. Now, another common verse, okay, that we've all heard, and this is out of Luke 1, verse 37, says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. For with God, nothing will be impossible, praise God. For with God, hallelujah, nothing will be impossible. Now, of course, he's talking to uh, Mary. This is the angel of the Lord talking to Mary. Uh, and of course, this is about the whole thing about the virgin birth and how this whole thing came, came about. Uh, so pretty phenomenal miracle, right? Uh, but the point is, he says, with God, amen, right? Nothing will be impossible. All right. Now let's look at um, um, the Amplified in the same verse. This is verse one, or 137 of Luke in the Amplified. And I kind of like how it says it because it kind of brings something out here. It says, for with God, nothing is ever impossible. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word of God shall be without power, without power 
or impossible of fulfillment. Let me read that again. For with God, now this is the amplified, okay? For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. It's pretty powerful, amen. Now I looked, um, I gave you kind of a dictionary definition of impossible, but here's what that word is defined in the Greek, uh, is defined as to be unable, unattainable, unreachable, unachievable, or can't be done. So that's what the word impossible means. But it says here that nothing is ever impossible. So that means nothing in God's uh, perspective. Uh, unable isn't a word. You know, isn't, it, it, it doesn't, that doesn't mean nothing to him. Unattainable, unreachable, unachievable. That don't mean nothing. Can't be done. Those are things that, see, I don't, that don't compute with him. See, all things are possible. Or in this verse here, it says, every, uh, nothing is ever impossible. Praise God. Amen. I thought that's pretty good, you know. Again, in that dictionary, uh, let me give that again, definition in case you're writing something down here, uh, that, uh, that is defined as that which is seen as not possible or thought as not obtainable. There you go. So I, got, I think I got it uh, worded right there. That which is seen as not possible or thought as not obtainable. All right. Now, uh, I just, a word here, okay, unusual miracles, all right? We require no other options but faith in God himself. And that's kind of what he's bringing out here. If we're going to have an unusual miracle manifest, and I've had a lot, of, a lot of folks, you know, over the years say, you know, where are all the signs and wonders and miracles? You know, why, you know, why aren't we seeing the things maybe we saw in the old covenant, you know? And, uh, well, maybe it's because we have too many other options, you know? Maybe we're not really putting all of our trust and confidence in God. Now, I'm not saying that to condemn anybody. Uh, we've all been guilty of that mess, you know, uh, where maybe we've, uh, you know, maybe trusted God uh, for a moment until the pressure was on, and then we went ahead and, you know, did something else to kind of meet that need. And I'm bringing that up on purpose because of something else we're going to read here. But uh, the point is this, that there's, when, when, you're, when you've settled, there's no other option but God himself, you're probably more apt to see the unusual miracles. Amen. Praise God. And that's why we see so many uh, miracles, especially like in the Old Covenant with things like we mentioned earlier, you know, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Uh, you know, you think about many other, uh, many other uh, miracles that manifested uh, through the Old Covenant. I think about the time when the prophet of God showed up uh, to a widow's house and, and she said uh, that, you know, her husband, I guess, had just passed. And she said that the collectors have showed up to collect what my, what my husband had owed, and he's going to take my sons. And the prophet of God said, well, what do you got in the house? And all she had was a jar of oil. Now you think about this. Think about an unusual miracle here. Uh, you know, all she had was a jar of oil, and all she knew to do was, was connect with God through the man of God, through the prophet of God. And the prophet of God told her to do something. Now you want to talk about unusual, Okay. Go out there and collect all the vessels you can, all the jars and pots and vessels that you can get. Bring them into the house and don't get quite, don't just get a few of them. He says, get as many as you can. All right. And then when you get it, we get all you can, go into the house, shut the door. And then he told him, told her to begin to put, take that little jar of oil and begin to pour it into the vessels. And as long as there was a vessel there to be poured into, that oil never ran out. That would have been quite a miracle. Just kept pouring and pouring. And, uh, you know, she'd fill one. She'd tell her son, bring another one. And that fill and bring another one. And that fill and bring another one. Until finally the, the, the boy said, uh, there's no more vessels. And then all of a sudden the oil stopped. I mean, you want to talk about an unusual miracle. But, you know, something happens when you put your trust in God. Now, what happened there was a really a financial deliverance. So when we're talking about today about unusual miracles, we're talking about all kinds of things. We're talking about favor. We're talking about provision. We're talking about healing. We're talking about breakthroughs. We're talking about dealing with opposition and pressure that might be going on in your life. See, there is, God is willing uh, to do uh, all things, right? All things are possible, right? Nothing is impossible to God, and all things are possible to those who will believe. See, if we can get you to believe, praise God, the unusual miracles can manifest on your behalf, praise God. 
And what happened there? You know, the woman uh, takes that oil, she goes and sells it and was able to pay off the debt because of uh, one jar of oil that was manifested into many uh, pots and, and jars and vessels, praise God, filled with oil that was worth some money. Praise God. What a deliverance. Amen. I mean, you think about just the many, many breakthroughs. Um, I think about the deliverance of the children of Israel while they were even in the wilderness, you know, and uh, we think about all the times that God delivered them, the parting of the sea. Amen. And then, then it closing in on the enemy, you know, the, uh, uh, the water from a rock, you know, and the, the manna that was rained down, the quail that came into the camp every, uh, you know, every day. You know, the things that, that God did for them, amen, to, to prove to them that he would provide for them was just phenomenal you know, that he would protect them. It was phenomenal, unusual miracles that manifested. But when you really stop and you think about it, it always, always came down to this. They had really no other options, all right? Now, the children of Israel sometimes can be a good example, and maybe in some things a bad example because of the whining, murmuring, griping, and complaining that happened, which is a good, good example of you and me not, you know, learn from that, don't do that kind of thing. But the same hand, they had no other options. I mean, they're out there in the wilderness. There ain't no other options, okay? And yet God, every single time, provided for them and showed himself strong. Well, you know what? That same God's doing that for you and me today. So let's look at another reference. We're in Luke. So let's go to Luke 18 now. Luke 18. I hope you're hearing this. Praise God. Again, all we're trying to do is just stir you into a place of confidence and reliance and dependence or expectation on a God who can do all things, praise God. And we're going to expect the unusual miracles, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. In Luke 18, and uh, I'm going to, you know, for sake of time, verse 27, okay. And uh, it says this, that he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Now, um, another reference on that, the, um, this is Mark's account of this same reference uh, in Mark 10. You can maybe write this down. Mark 10 and 27 says, with men, it is impossible, but not with God, for with God, all things are possible. Not just another way of saying it. But the reason I wanted to mention this, because he, he brings out this, he says that with men, it's impossible. Now, what does he mean by that? Okay, well, it's pretty, pretty simple, actually. It just refers to by man's hand, by man's power, his own power, his own abilities, or his own means, okay? So when you think about abilities, talking about physical abilities, physical power, uh, power to perform something uh, done through, here we go, through physical or natural means. So he's talking about with men, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible, right? So he's saying here that, uh, this is why the other options can mess you up because a lot of times we start thinking about other options, about how we can take care of this on our own, uh, with our own abilities, our own strength, our own might. Uh, and, and what happens is all we do is we hang ourselves up. And really, if you stop and think about it, there's certain things that, you know, through just sheer willpower or uh, through your own maybe means, if it's a financial thing, maybe you'll maneuver this, you know, manipulate this and turn this and, you know, you could do certain things to try to make some things work. But the problem is that we don't ever see really the unusual miracles. We don't see the signs and wonders that really maybe God was wanting to do. Okay, there's a lot of times God's wanting to provide and do things for you. But you're too busy over here behind the scenes trying to work all the work, all the numbers and try to get everything to line up right. And, you know, you're moving this and uh, positioning this and, you know, maneuvering this and bringing this over here and pushing that back and, and doing this and buying and selling maybe just to try to meet some kind of need. I mean, there's all kinds of things that we do that we're trying to do in our own strength. Now, if God's leading you to do some of these things, that's one thing. All right. Uh, we're not by any means, um, you know, uh, coming against that. But what we are saying, uh, when, when, when we as man's own ability in hand, okay, his own power, when we become one of the options, then what happens is we limit God. And that's something we'll see here in a minute. But you limit God, and God's wanting to do something. And maybe this is why we're not seeing all the unusual miracles that we once used to see. 
all right? Or maybe as many as what we could possibly see. Maybe you've seen some, but, but maybe not seeing as many as we'd like to see. Amen. So anyway, praise God. So hallelujah. Uh, for with men, right, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Praise God. All right, let's go to, um, go to Jeremiah 32, please. Jeremiah 32. And then I'm going to make another statement here. Hallelujah. But of course, these are all just things that uh, the Spirit of God, you know, over the years, uh, maybe, you know, stirs in my heart. And, um, you know, when we're talking about uh, doing it, you know, out of our own ability, our own strength, you know, it's, you know, referring to, you know, looking at what we can do uh, or even maybe, maybe sometimes what limits us is not so much about what we can do, but maybe sometimes about, about what we can't do. Sometimes we're looking at ourselves thinking about, well, we can't do that. So in the meantime, God's standing there, you know, ready to do something, but you're too busy looking at yourself. So that's just another way of looking at it. But here's a statement for you, all right? Infinite possibilities turn into impossibilities when relying on our own abilities. See, I reversed that. You see that? Okay, listen. Infinite possibilities. In other words, all these infinite possibilities, all these unusual miracles, are you hearing me? Turn into impossibilities. Okay. When, what? When we're relying on our own ability. So every time you start relying on your own ability, okay, that's why you're wrapped around, you're, you're covered with impossibilities all the time. Okay. So what we're trying to do is get you to see the infinite possibilities that are out there. All right. By just putting your faith in God, by just believing God. By committing to trust, amen, hallelujah, putting everything in the hand of God here, amen. Let God show you things. Let God lead you in a supernatural way, amen. You know, I think about um, all the supernatural things uh, that God did to deliver people. I mean, you think about the stone in the sling for, for, for David taking out a giant, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the, the jawbone of a donkey, amen, to take out uh, the Philistines, you know, in, in the hand uh, of Samson, amen. You think about all those kind of miracles, amen, how God delivered the children of Israel through four lepers one time uh, where they walked into the enemy's camp and the enemy, the enemy heard armies coming and all it was was four lepers, okay, walking into the camp. And how God delivered Israel just by something like that. How God used a song, a praise and a song with Jehoshaphat's time. And they praised God and, and all of a sudden their enemies were removed. I mean, we're just, there's just so many unusual miracles that happen when we put our trust in God. When our expectation and our confidence, our reliance and our dependence is on God. Amen. Praise God. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Jeremiah 32. And um, it's, this is a word of God that came to Jeremiah. And he said this, Behold, I am the Lord. This is verse 27, 32, 27. I'm sorry. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything too hard for me? Well, we all know the answer to that, right? I mean, you know, religiously thinking... There ain't a Christian that doesn't know the answer to that, okay? And even some people probably that don't even, there might even be a few out there that don't know God that probably know, well, yeah, God could probably do anything he wants to do, you know? And so, you know, uh, you know is there anything too hard for me? Well, the answer would be no. But the thing that most people don't realize when they're reading that, that verse there, God is talking to Jeremiah, and God is using the words that Jeremiah used. Because earlier on, Jeremiah is praying to God and basically saying how great you are, how big you are, and nothing's too hard for you. But then he starts going in to talk about, you know, the situation here and the pressure going on here and how the people ain't really yielding here. And, and some people are, are being a, a problem over here. And, and in other words, he forgot about what he prayed at the beginning of the prayer. He forgot that nothing's too hard for God. And that's why God then basically stops him and addresses him and says, I'm the God of all flesh. You don't need to worry about what everybody else is thinking. And, and you know, when you stop thinking about it, you know, we don't have to worry about what man thinks. 
and where man is with this whole thing. What matters is where you are at. Amen. And understand this. He said, I'm the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? See, remember that there's nothing too hard for me. So don't be so caught up in things. Amen. And you know, we've all done that, you know, uh, maybe a little bit picking a little bit on Jeremiah here, but we've all been there. Okay. Where man, we, you know, we know the answer. Nothing's too hard for God. Nothing's impossible for God. Amen. And, and nothing's too hard for those that believe. I mean, we, we all probably can quote these verses, go all, you know, and, 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 and could preach the sermon on it. Praise God. And if somebody else came up and asked us and said, you know, is God able? We know God is able. Amen. We'd all have a, a word, uh, you know, to give them, to, to encourage them to trust God and believe in God. But it's amazing, isn't it? When the pressure's on, how we forget about that. Amen. We just kind of, you know, get a little more moved by how it looks or a little bit more moved by what was said or a little bit more moved by the pressure at hand. And, uh, you know, we're looking at that, uh, that bill that's coming due or we're looking at, you know, our pocketbook or we're looking, you know, uh, uh, you, know uh, you know, whatever. It could be all kinds of things, things about your health. You might have been believing God for something and, and you still maybe ain't seen the breakthrough yet, you know, or, or you know, at least manifested yet. Amen. See, it takes, it takes a confidence and a trust in God. And listen, listen, going right back to this thing we started with, no other options. Because when we can get to the place where there's no other options but God, amen. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Amen. And so it's, it's, it's trying here, or what, I should say this, we are trying here today to stir you into constantly keeping yourself in check about whether you're in faith in God, if you're expecting God to do something here, or are you too busy maneuvering and manipulating and, and working behind the scenes to try to make something work? Catch yourself in these things because you could be missing out on a miracle. You could be missing out on a breakthrough. You could be missing out on the unusual miracle that God could do for you. I mean, we, you know, we could go on and on about all the miracles of the old covenant and the miracles of the new covenant. And, you know, we're talking about all the things that Jesus did. And even Paul, if you kind of went back to that same reference there and you start reading all through there, all the things that happened, the breakthroughs and the miracles that were going on. And uh, we can go on and on about all the things that have happened. And at the time, they were unusual, uncommon, unconventional, Right. Now, we read about them. We look at that and, and say, yeah, that happens, that happens. But God can still do things that have never been done. He can still do things on your behalf that have never been done yet, or at least that we know of. So when I'm talking about unusual miracles, I'm not just talking about even the ones that we've read about. Amen. Most of you say, I take those too, praise God. But I'm talking about even God can go beyond anything and do things, amen, that have never been done yet. If we'll just put our faith in him, if we'll just put our expectation in him, if we'll just put our trust in him, if we'll just believe, if we'll just wrap our convictions around that, praise God, our confidence around that, praise God, you might be amazed of the unusual miracles that God will do on your behalf, praise God. Oh, hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah. Let's see here. Let's go to... Uh, I'll tell you what, let's do this. Let's go to, uh, back to the new covenant. Let's go to Ephesians. We'll jump, we'll jump into that. Ephesians chapter three. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter three. Oh, glory. You know, I, I think about all these, uh, I got my notes here, just oodles of uh, uh, different miracles and breakthroughs and usual things that God did to, to help his people uh, in the area of, uh, you know, opposition and oppression, obstacles, things they were dealing with. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, of course, a lot of these we've already maybe mentioned, but I was thinking even, even with, um, uh, with Gideon, there's some things that God did with Gideon that were just phenomenal. Uh, you know, when, uh, you know, he takes, you know, kind of breaks it down, you know, kind of get back into the story. And there's got the, him and 300 men and what they did to see a deliverance. 
and how God did it. You know, take pitchers and torches and trumpets and you think about what? You think he'd say, get your knives and your, and your swords and your arrows. And no, no, get, get pitchers, torches and trumpets. And then he gave them a game plan of how to do it. And when the whole thing happened, the enemy just turned on themselves. And it was done. The problem was solved, you know. And, you know, it was unusual. It was unusual. You know, you, the, the, the wall of Jericho coming down. It was unusual how that happened. And, and God just gave him a, a direction and, uh, you know, said to march around the city and told him how to do that. Do that every day. March around that city. And on the seventh day, you march around it seven times. And then they give a shout of victory and the, and the walls come down. Now, if you read that, uh, you know, there in Joshua, um, you're going to you also see that where Joshua threw his two cents in there and he told him and, and nobody's going to say anything until that time. And, and that was a, that was actually a word of Joshua. And uh, it was something that, you know, me and my wife are talking about this just just the other day. And uh, the reason Joshua. Put that restriction on the children of Israel to not you're not going to say anything until that time that we all shout the shout of victory when the walls come down. And the reason he did that is because the problem is y'all get to talking. And it's all this stuff going on. And you get to talking enough, and pretty soon you'll talk yourself right into doubt and unbelief. You'll talk yourself right in, you know, right. Come on now. I mean, you'll talk yourself right, right away, away from believing for the impossible. Instead, you're going to start seeing it more and more impossible. And the reason he did that is because if you recall, that was the problem that the children of Israel had in the wilderness. They kept talking. They just shut up and listened to God and follow God. They would have saw great miracles, even more miracles probably than they even saw. Instead, they ended up getting themselves in trouble and didn't get to even go into a promised land because of it. Now, I believe, okay, that's just something to learn from. You want to talk about an unusual miracle. I mean, literally, when finally the shout of victory came, the word says literally the walls just came down, okay? They didn't use battering rams. They didn't, uh, you know, they didn't use fire. They didn't, I mean, they didn't, and they just shouted a shout of victory and then walls came down. I mean, phenomenal miracle. And, you know, it came down to this. There was no other options. All right. You put yourself out there. There's no other options. And as a result of it, praise God, they get this unusual miracle. Now I was thinking about this. How many times God has delivered his people with some unusual miracle, amen, hallelujah, just because they put their faith in him and trusted him. Oh, hallelujah. The woman with the issue of blood, she had no other options. She tried all the other options and didn't, nothing, nothing happened. In fact, the word says she just got worse and worse. And to me, I think that's kind of a, you know, maybe that's a little bit of a sign to us, you know, a little bit of a, uh, you know, revelation we need to get. You know, when you're out here trying to do everything in yourself, all you do, you really just kind of make it worse. You know, I always think about this. Maybe it's just kind of a, maybe a humorous way of looking at it. But I always think, you know, we, we got ourselves into this mess because we were too busy leaning on our own understanding, our own strength, our own abilities. And now we're going to try to somehow get out of it and make it better by using our own understanding, our own abilities, our own strength. Come on now. I mean, it just, it doesn't line up. So the same way that things got worse for that woman with the issue of blood is no different than you and me. You know, when we're trying to do everything in our own strength, sometimes it just gets worse. So when she found out about Jesus, and of course we know the story, when she goes now and, and, and kind of weaves her way through the crowds, even though she was risking her life, because she could have been stoned for what she did, because uh, she's referred to as unclean in the condition she was in. But she made a decision. She said, if I can just get to him, and of course, she was kind of working her way through the crowds and probably down on her hands and knees. I personally believe she was down on her hands and knees because the word said that people were thronging him. So she couldn't just work her way. You know, she had to get down low and had to kind of work between everybody's legs. And that's when she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made well. And the second she touched that hem, praise God, she was made well. He was made whole to the point that Jesus knew that virtue, power had gone out of him. And his statement was, who touched me? 
And of course, the disciples are looking around and says, everybody's touching you. What do you mean? No, no, no. This was different. Somebody touched me, amen, believing something was going to happen. She had no other options here. If I don't get it here, I ain't never going to get it. So I'm, if I can just touch him, I know I'm going to be made well. And of course she was, and we, we hear the story of what all happened after that. Amen. I think about in that same context, uh, Jairus' uh, you know, son, uh, daughter, pardon me, uh, being raised from the dead. And um, you know, the whole thing, how it happened with that. And that whole deal, you know, uh, he was, you know, gets the news that the daughter had passed. And Jesus addressed him. Only believe. Don't go there, right? Only believe. Just stay locked on. You came here for a miracle. Let's, let's, let's go get a miracle here, all right? So don't, don't disengage here. Don't let your mouth do something it shouldn't do here. Don't let yourself go into a place of unbelief or disbelief or, or doubt. Amen. Stay connected here, and you're going to get what you came for. There's just so many lessons to be learned with these things. But see, you got to expect that God is going to do something for you. You got to expect that God could do the unusual. You got to expect that God can provide, can heal, can deliver, can somehow, amen, cause that oppression to, to be done with, praise God, to cause that, that affliction to be over with, praise God. Some supernatural thing manifesting. Why? Because you put your, your faith, your confidence, your belief, your expectation, your, uh, your assurance, your reliance, praise God, your conviction, praise God, locked on to him and no other options, praise God. And as a result of it, you go home with a miracle, praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, well, I got a little preachy there, didn't I? Ephesians 3, common text, but let's look at it. Verse 20. Hallelujah. So Ephesians 3, verse 20, it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Okay, so let's look at this a little bit. Okay, so let's, let's define this a little bit. All right. Now to him, so we know it's him. We're talking about he's your source, right? Now to him who is able, how you know God's able? Everybody, everybody says, like we were talking about earlier, everybody thinks, well, yeah, God could do it. God's able, right? Okay. Well, what's that mean? Well, uh, duname, okay, which comes from that word dunamis, okay, or uh, uh, dunamis. I guess it just depends on, you know, I, I probably butchered that word a little bit, but it just means to be able or to be possible. Here we go. All right. And it means be of power or has the ability and power. Okay. That's what it means. So God is able. In other words, it's it, to, it, it is possible here. See, with him, it's possible. With him, it, we're able. This, is, this can happen, all right? See, now to him who's able to do, what's that mean is to, to, to make or execute, to fulfill, perform, uh, or to provide all needed when needed, or what, what, provide whatever is needed, okay? So in other words, Nothing's impossible. That's all he's saying here, right? So now to him who is able to do, right, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, and I'm going to come back to that here in a minute, according to the power that's at work in us. Now that's the word dynamos, power there, okay, which means force or miraculous power, but it also means to be possible, a force, uh, a to be possible force, okay, to be possible or existing in possibility. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above, uh, right, all that we ask or think according to that to be possible force that what is at work within you. All right, that miraculous. And I, you know, what he's saying here is this, okay, what, what can you believe for? That's what he's bringing out here. That's what the last, of the, last uh, tail end of this verse is referring to. What can you believe for? See, what's at work in you? This word work here, energeo, okay, which means we get our word energy, but it means that which is active, effective, operative, or efficient, okay? But it just, bottom line, is referring to what's working in here. 
Now, not just in the heart, but within you, okay? Because bottom line, it's not just what's working in the heart, it's also in your head, like we talked about earlier, okay? So, you know, anyway, that's, that's something that's going to probably come up before we're done here today. But what he's saying, what, what have we got working in you? Is, is all things are possible that to be possible for, is it working in you? Is that what's working in you? Or what's working in you uh, is how you can fix this or how you can change this yourself or, or handle this or uh, in your strength, your power, your ability, your, uh, you know, through your means, uh, you know, by your hand, uh, or is that what's working in you? See, we got to find out what's working because he said all things are possible, right? See, not to him who is able. In other words, by him, all things are possible. See, everybody agrees with that. But he says, the, but we got to get it working in you. See, if it ain't working in you, it doesn't matter if your belief system says that all things are possible with God. If your belief system says that, see, we got to also get it working in you, get it activated in you. All right, now, I'm, I'm trying to show you something here, okay? Because just because you say I agree or have consent, mental, uh, mental assent, that's a better word, mental assent, of what the word says that all things are possible. You got to have more than that. You got you to actually get it working in you. All right? You're going to have to meditate on get this thing working in you. Why? So you can get it manifesting. Amen. That's why a lot of times we waver. We, we, we say, you know, we might start off saying the right thing, believing the right thing, but then all it takes is a little bit of pressure coming this angle, that angle, and this happening, that happening. Next thing you know, you're, you're back and forth now. Now you're starting to think, okay, maybe I should do something else. Maybe I should go back to leaning on my own strength. Maybe I should go back and maneuver this, manipulate that, change. I mean, all that stuff. That's what happens. And then pretty soon, here you are now. you got other options again. And so now we cut ourselves off. Now, to me, you have to understand, this is exactly what happened to the children of Israel. All right? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you a verse here in a minute on that. But let's, let's go back to this Ephesians 3 again. And then we're going we're gonna to go one more uh, reference after this. It says this, all right, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, right, according to the power that works in us. Now, exceedingly abundantly above, some big words there, exceedingly abundantly above. That's how it's worded in the New King James. Now, I thought this would be uh, necessary to bring out because in the Greek, it kind of brings it out a little bit different, and it, it kind of helps a little bit with this thing. Uh, it's the word in the Greek, it says this. Uh, to him now being able, to him now being able beyond all things. I love that. Beyond all things to do exceedingly above what, it, what we ask or think according to the power working in us. See, beyond all things. Now he's able beyond all things. I love that. He's able beyond all things. Say, well, well it doesn't matter what's going on. Doesn't matter what's happening. He's able beyond all things. And then he can do exceedingly above anything. Anything you could, I mean, he can go, if you can think this high, he can go, he can go further. If you can, if, if you can believe, you see what I'm saying? He can, beyond anything you could ask or think. He's saying, listen, I can, I can do beyond. See, no matter what's happening, I'm able. And if I can get you to connect and believe, then that can manifest for you. See? Beyond all things, I love that, beyond all things, amen, to do exceedingly above what we ask or think according to the power working in us. Beyond all things, it just means whatsoever, it means everything, the whole of things. It does, the whole as, as of uh, uh, W-H-O-L-E, whole, okay? In other words, you could take everything out there and anything. You could add it all up, put it all in a bag and say, it doesn't, everything that you're dealing with, everything that's going on right now, it doesn't matter. He is able beyond all these things. See, a lot of times people, and, and we've been guilty of this, right? We've all been here. We make our little list of all the things we're up against. And, and, and so he says, beyond all those things. So you can go down, you can make your list, all these things you're facing and dealing with. He says, but beyond all that. Well, no, I got this thing too. I got this thing and I got this thing and I got this thing. Beyond all that. Well, you know what they're saying to this and this, beyond all that. Well, you know, there's also this thing beyond all that. See, beyond all that, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above it. Praise God. Hallelujah. In other words, nothing is impossible with God. 
And if it's going to take an unusual miracle, then so be it. Listen, some of the creative miracles that I have seen and have heard and have read about, praise God, been a part of, I mean, literally, God can literally uh, cause a body part to, to, uh, to be, again, recreated in a body. But have been removed, and God still could cause something to, to be recreated. God could cause something that's in that body or, or in the way to be removed in a split second. Tumors gone. Cancer gone. Disease gone. Amen. You got that part of the body that, that, that you're missing, and all of a sudden, bang, God does something supernatural. It's a creative miracle, and all of a sudden, it's, it's, it's there. It's working. It's functioning and doing what it should be doing. All this are unusual miracles that God can do on your behalf or on behalf of your loved ones, your friend, your family. Are you hearing me? But we got to get you to believe. We got to get you to expect, amen, that God is more than able to do. Praise God. God is able beyond all things, no matter what we're looking at, no matter what we're facing. And I'd say if we could get to that place, amen, we'd see more of the unusual miracles. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Now, uh, let's go to one more reference before I let you go here today. We're going to go back to Psalm, or go back to the Old Covenant, into Psalms. There we go. Psalm 78. Um. It's another, um, at least for, 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 for this house, it's, it's probably a pretty common reference we use. Um, we kind of mentioned and talked about the children of Israel and, um, when they were in the wilderness. And he brings out one of the problems, or probably the problem, uh, that was going on. Now, God showed himself strong time and time again, manifested himself on their behalf, uh, just time and time again. I mean, did things, these unusual miracles that you you can't, nobody could take credit for. You know, when you think about the water from a rock, nobody could take credit for that. You know, he tells the man of God, strike the rock with your rod. He does, and, and water just starts gushing out of a rock. I mean, huh? Okay, unusual miracle, but it met the need, amen, of the people, all right? Nobody could take credit for that, all right? Now, I'm just, I'm just bringing this out because here's what he said about the children of Israel in Psalms 78. In fact, if you ever get the time, go back, and it's a pretty long one, but you go back and read through it. And uh, it kind of these verses kind of sum it up. Verse 40, it says this in Psalm 78 and 40. It says, uh, how often they provoked him, okay, in the wilderness. Now, we, of course, we know how because of words, things they said, okay? And it said, and they grieved him in the desert. Again, or probably, yes, again and again, they tempted God, all right? Hallelujah. They, 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 you know, they, they tempted him by, by, by how they reacted, how they responded, by words they said. Okay, now listen. And it said, and they limited the Holy One of Israel, put a boundary, um, uh, you know, confined to restrict uh, um, uh, you know, they, you think, well, how could anybody put a limit on God? Well, it goes on. It says they did not remember. That was based on what they were thinking. They did not remember. They weren't mindful of his power, his hand. The day when he redeemed them from the enemy. And it goes on talking about the signs and the wonders stuff that he did. It's like they would gradually, I mean, he do things that were unusual. And then it's like the next day already, they forget about what he just did the day before, you know, part in the red sea. I mean, you, I mean, there's just so many miracles that happened for them, but the problem was they would get, uh, and this is why Joshua, you know, in the promised land now is causing them to hush up. And I want you talking because they all, you know, they'd already start talking pretty soon. They'd just talk themselves right into, a, you know, right into problems. And God is proving himself time and time again, doing these unusual miracles that no man could take credit for, showing them that I've got your back. Just believe in me, trust in me. And of course, they'd again, the next day, forget all about it again. And they'd have, they'd be mad at Moses and, uh, you know, and wanting to go back to, to Egypt for whatever reason that was. But, but, you know, that's what, that's how people get to thinking. 
Now, that's kind of my point. It's what they get to thinking. See, now to him who's able to do, yeah, right, beyond all things, right, exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to what's at work within you, the power that's at work, that to-be-possible force that's at work in you. Now, the reason I think this is a good reference because it's just letting you know that you can limit God. God wants to do things, but we can limit God just based on how we, we, we sit and think about things and meditate on things. Listen, if you're going to get something working in you for, for God, okay? So, in other words, the, the dunamis, that to-be-possible force working on the inside of you, then you're going to have to meditate on that a little bit. And you're going to have to, you know, catch yourself when you find yourself thinking down the wrong road or talking something that's leading you down the wrong road here or listening to conversations that are leading you down a wrong road. I'm just saying, okay, maybe we're not seeing the unusual miracles because we're, we've limited him based on, you know, what we're believing and thinking. You know, when I think about the definition again of, of impossible, I don't mean to bore you with all this, but, uh, but it, just, it just makes so much sense. That which, this is what the word impossible in the dictionary means. That which is seen as not possible or thought as not obtainable. That which is seen or thought. See what I'm saying? See, if we're going to sit here and, you know, that thing's impossible until somebody does it. Because it's, it's how you saw it or how you thought it. But now all of a sudden somebody's doing it. Now it's no longer impossible. You know, I use illustrations of things like um, the four-minute mile when I believe it was Roger Bannister back in, I believe it was like 1954 or something like that. They thought it was humanly impossible to run a four-minute mile. Well, he did. And so no, it's no longer viewed or thought as impossible. Hang on. Okay. That same year, they said, within 12 months, I think they said 30 some odd people did the same thing. And it's an amazing that up to that point, it was seen and thought as not obtainable, not possible. That is an impossibility until it happened. Now, what God's trying to do is get you and me to get it working in us to where we see that nothing is impossible. That all things are possible to those who believe. That all I have to do is get my believer anchored, amen, into who God is and what God can do. There's some of you right now that have a hard time believing who you really are in Christ because of everything in the past, because of how you've always thought and always saw. And God says, no, you're the righteousness of God. You're a more than a conqueror. You're a world overcomer. And you might think, oh, that ain't me. But I'll tell you what, you meditate on that long enough, pretty soon you begin on the inside, get it working on here, and all of a sudden it begins to manifest. You may, not, you may have a hard time believing that God can heal and God can deliver, but you meditate on that long enough and don't let your mind go down those roads that start talking about, you know, that disease and sickness and all that stuff, you know, is going is to take you out. You start thinking the right thoughts and you might be amazed at what you start getting working in you and all of a sudden the unusual miracles begin to manifest. You may have a hard time believing that God could meet your needs maybe based on things that have happened in your past. I mean, it's no different than the children of Israel. That was the problem. You got them out of Egypt, just couldn't get Egypt out of them. So they, you know, 400 years of, of poverty and slavery and all that kind of stuff. And it was hard for them uh, to get the right thing working in them. But you have to understand because of that, it limited what God could do, and yet so many signs and wonders happened during that time, and yet there could have been a whole lot more, amen, 
And they would have actually went right into the promised land, but based on what they had working in them, it limited God. I don't want that stuff limiting you. God can provide for your needs. God could meet your need. God could do something supernatural, could do something unusual, uncommon, unconventional. Amen. Just for you. Just for you. Amen. What do you got working in you today? What's working in you? Can you believe that God could do all things? Now, remember, I'm not just talking about just a mental ascent. I'm talking about literally God. You're, you're anchored on God could do all things. God could do something supernatural right now for me. What are you believing for? What are you, what are you connected to? What are you meditating on? Come on now. What's working in you today? Amen. You believe God could do something supernatural? Something unusual for you? You believe that? Praise God. Guess what? You're a candidate. Amen. For something unusual to happen for you. Praise God. Father, we give praise and glory once again for the word of God. Thank you, Lord, for challenging us to believe right, to think right. Hallelujah. To see things right. And we give thanks, Lord God, that nothing is impossible with you. And we thank, thank you, Lord, that all things are possible to those who believe. So, Father, we're going we're gonna to believe. We're going to believe right. Hallelujah. And for that, we give you praise and we give you glory for it. Hallelujah. Work this in us. We give praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. That all things are possible. Praise God with you. And all things are possible to those who believe. And for that, we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WOVictory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.